Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 506. In today's podcast, my guest and I are talking about how you can raise your frequency and vibration. We discuss multiple mindfulness techniques, but ultimately we want you to know you can live in a state of joy. Make sure you listen all the way to the end. Welcome to today's podcast interview. I brought on JJ D. Geronimo. JJ, welcome. Thank you for having me. I, this has been a great pre-call. There's so much I want to cover, so we'll just talk extra fast. But for those that are new to you, please give a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? So I live in Ohio and I've been living all over the country in my career. But what I do now is I connect the dots for women and men that are interested in digging deeper than they've done to date and really recognizing that they know there's more out there for them. They just don't know how to make that happen. Well, and that's something I have conversations with people often is literally seeking. And I tend to attract kind of like those midlife crisis people. You know, they, they did what society conditions them to do, but they're at this point in their life. There's like, I'm not fulfilled. You know, maybe it's a fork in the road, trying something new. So can you talk more about finding um, like your purpose, your passion, that thing you're meant to be doing? Yeah, that's great. And I just finished my third book. It's called Seeking. And it's very purposeful because it is a journey. Yeah. And that there's never one thing that's going to give you like the beaker that's going to be like, this is it. It's a lot of small breadcrumbs and even internal whispers that... Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and apply, visit heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming might make you pause for a second and say, hmm, wouldn't that be interesting? Or maybe I could do that. But oftentimes, many of us have this ego energy or voice that pops in and says, who do you think you are? You're not ready. You need a certification. You should be skilled to do that. And that's happened for me so many times in my life that has really put me on hold for longer than I probably want to admit. Imposter syndrome, that is something I definitely dealt with a few years ago. And I did. Those are my questions. Who am I to do this? Who's going to listen to me? And, you know, like I shared with you, Pam Grout calls that little voice in between our ears like an asshat. And you, can you share maybe ways that you're able to turn that off and to tune in, like to talk yourself into greatness rather than most people talk themselves out of it? Yes, yes. Well, I have to admit that I did not know how to do it myself. And even though I've been listening to self-help books for decades, I ended up in a therapist's office. And I was like, I have all these accomplishments. I have a lot of great things in my life, but I have so little joy. 
And I don't even know how to be joyful. I am always grinding and delivering and onto the next thing. And I met with her a couple of times and she said to me each time you really need to go for mindfulness training. And I was sort of aggravated. I was like, why? I, I don't want to go to mindfulness training. That sounds ridiculous. I don't even understand what that word means. I, I, I'm a professional person that works in Silicon Valley. Like I need a solution. And she yeah. finally said, like, don't come back until you sign up for the training. So I ended up in a eight week John Kabat-Zinn mindfulness course. And I like showed up like I would any business meeting, right? My Starbucks, my notebook, I'm like ready to get at it. And the mindfulness teacher is like, what, what is all this for? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm here to learn. And she's like, well, actually, we're going to kind of get rid of the notebook, maybe put, keep the coffee in the car. We're going to really just be present. And to be honest with you, I had no idea how to be present. No idea. I was always focused on the past or planning for the future. I was very successful in my own right. And I thought it was working for me. So I wasn't really even interested in going through the training. And it took me a couple times to really go through the whole eight weeks. But I have to tell you, that was the most powerful training I've taken in the last two decades. And, you know, I really have to thank this therapist because she was a guide or a person that really ushered me along my personal and spiritual path, because without that, I would never be here today. Well, and something you touched on in our pre-call, but I love the saying I was taught years ago that people come into our life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And that, you know, you kind of shared people come in to help us with lessons. Are you familiar with Peter Crone? Yeah. Yeah. So he says people and circumstances come into our life to reveal where we're not healed. So rather than the victim mentality, blaming, how, how can we help people to accept and be curious and grow through what they go through? It's, I think it's super simple. And I, I really took this nugget from Jen Sincero. She uses uh, a tagline, this is good because. Ooh. So whatever you're going through, this is good because whether it's a divorce or your family, you lost a family member or you lost your job, this yeah. is good because. And, you know, life doesn't happen to us, as you're mentioning. It happens for us, as many spiritual seekers remind us. And I feel like when you shift the mindset to everything that's happening is for you and for the life lessons you signed up for, it makes life a lot easier because you don't feel like a victim, as you're mentioning, you're actually feeling like it's more opportunistic because as you move through your life and gather these lessons, better and better things show up because you're ready for the lesson. Yeah. So back on the topic of finding that purpose or fulfillment, something that I was taught years ago, my first coach Dietz, loved coach Dietz. He told me to be more childlike. And when I went back and remembered what lit me up, what came naturally, and I used to torture my older brother and my cousins. My dad built me a playhouse when I was seven. I was always the teacher. I, and back then we had chalkboards. So I was always there chalkboarding or in my parents' kitchen. I would speak to my imaginary audience. And like I was animated and doing that then. So now, you know, fast forward years, hindsight, having a podcast, getting into coaching is exactly what that younger version of Heather loved doing naturally. So is, is that one way to find it or how else have you been able to help people? Well, I do believe you get glimpses of insight and it's something that fires you up. Either it fires you up like you want to solve a problem or you feel really good about it. 
And I think it's important to think through your life of the glimpses of insight. When I was working, when I was, I mean, first of all, I was in a situation with my family where my mother felt trapped a lot. And I feel like that was part of my lesson of helping women really get out of their own way to kind of move towards their life's work. But fast forward, my one of my jobs in high school and college, I worked at a retail shop and there was a situation where a man was like really gripping a woman and yelling at her and the store had 40 people in it. I was only 19. I was one of, I was the only person to say something with the 40 people in the store at the same time to this man, you know, fast forward to, you know, a work situation. I mean, I see glimpses of insight of me sticking up and being a voice when women don't have their voice. And I feel like that has carried through in my life's work through my couple first couple books and even more in this book seeking because it gives women an opportunity to see what has been percolating for decades so that they can try little things off the side of their desk to just get a little bit of comfort. You know what else comes to mind when you share that? And this has been top of mind for me in the last few weeks. In the fourth grade, I dressed up as Rosa Parks. Back then, we I don't know what the assignment was, but we had to dress somebody from history. And I chose Rosa Parks. And today, I feel like I'm the one to take a stand because just like you, people aren't leading. People are like kind of these, these and I don't want to use the term sheep, but kind of lost going through the motions. And my whole thing is like, I feel like humanity has amnesia. We forgot who we are. And I'm just here to like, pave the pathway, shine the light and just, you know, help people wake up. But I feel like that was the Rosa Parks in fourth grade. I love it. And it's like, you knew it so early on and we're shifting right now sons from the fifth son to the sixth son. And it is really about equalizing the feminine masculine energy. So you have chosen to be right here right now to shine that light on what is possible because it's going to take a lot of light beams to shift the energy of the planet. And we are, we, I call ourselves light workers, and we are here strategically placed throughout the planet to create opportunities to shine light on ourselves, on our path for each other. And it's happening and it's really exciting. Okay. I think that's a great segue. I know you're super into energy and frequency, and I love the study of quantum physics, understanding everything is energy, even though we look solid and objects look solid, nothing is solid. So I would love to hear more yeah. from you, the idea of energy and frequency and how thoughts become things and money and all the things. Yeah. So these lessons have come to me over the last decade. I mean, I, I'm almost, I just turned 50. So, you know, I've been working through this for a long time and it has finally come to me that life is just about the energy we exchange and the energy we exchange is clearly based on how we feel on the inside about ourselves first. So if you're attracting people, situations, jobs that you're not happy about or not aligning to your best self, you got to check here first because generally you are a magnet and it takes a little bit like you need to really do some self-assessments. And one of the things I did even for my my first book is I created an energy chart as I moved through my day. Every time I changed the thing I was doing, I said, do I have good energy or bad energy about this? And it could be like dropping off the kids, writing a proposal, jumping on a conference call, you know, helping somebody in my community. Didn't matter. Doesn't matter what the task is. Do you have good energy or bad energy? 
That's the first thing. The second thing I had to mind my thoughts. So I had to say, you know, as I go through my day, are my thoughts that I'm saying inside ones I'm not sharing with other people that could be about myself, that could be about other people. Are they positive or negative? Because when I was really at sort of a really low point in my life, I was swimming in a mud puddle and I was swimming in that mud puddle because not only was everything I was saying to myself and about other people in my head so negative, but I was aligning to the wrong activities. And so if you're in the mud puddle right now, you need to look at both of those aspects of your life to see where you're at. And if you're kind of in the middle, like everything's kind of okay, you probably still have stuff that's draining your energy that you need to be really mindful. And I have this chart I use all the time, power of no, to really understand where should I be saying no, where I've been saying yes, because oftentimes it's just aligning to the wrong things in life because you think you should, you feel guilty, or you want to be liked. On that note, I love the saying, you know, stop shooting all over yourself. I legitimately took it out of my vocabulary. I don't use that word. And I also, I think I first heard it from Marie Forleo, but I'm not positive who actually said it first. But if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. If I have to question it or like, don't, it's a no. It is a no for me. Can we go back to the idea of energy? So I, I, again, I got hooked into some YouTube videos in the last few months talking all about the mirror principle, which I love Mm -hmm. that life is literally a mirror. Whatever we're thinking and feeling is projected externally and we get more of the same. So people, you know, seeking external, changing jobs, changing relationships. It's like they're smudging the mirror and it's like, just fix the reflection. But somebody who, who isn't that mindful and intentional yet this is going to be new to them. And it's sad. I call it like self-radical honesty. So somebody new to this and being like, taking a hundred percent responsibility, no blame. How would you offer them to get started in that mental um, shift? So I'm a big believer of doing things in small increments, generally off the side of your desk. So you know, whether you just block off 30 minutes in the morning or in the afternoon at your desk, you know, listening to something that empowers you, reading something that inspires you, maybe not making the phone calls to people that when you get off the phone with them, you feel like, ugh, yuck, like kind of start weeding those types of conversations out. They're just small activities. I think first you have to assess like what is, what is bleeding your energy dry or what is a vampire of your energy, as many tapping people would say. Yeah. Uh, but it really is about understanding where your energy is going and what is draining it. And, and honestly, I have a chapter that I call practicing polluter because there's a lot of people that are complete practicing polluters and don't even realize it, where they're just, can you believe the coffee was hot? Or every time I try to get a cup of coffee at the coffee machine, there's no coffee. Or why does someone do that again? Or why do we have to stop at every floor at the elevator? Like they just constantly are just throwing up negative energy all over themselves and everybody around them. And if you are one of those people, you know, doing a little bit of a self-assessment of where are you right now is so helpful. And we've all been there. So it's not like you're on an island by yourself. I've been there too, where I've just been a practicing polluter. But I know it because my reflection is I hang out with a bunch of practicing polluters. Luckily, that was decades ago, but it it was part of my trajectory and it's part of many people's trajectory. And it takes a lot of 
practice to stay in the positive or stay at a higher frequency. And you have to be mindful, not only what you say outward, but what you say inward to yourself, what you align to the relationships you accept to be in and, and the work that you align yourself to, like all of that is at play. And even if you feel like you're locked in, well, I'm locked into this role, I'm locked into this, you know, even the mindset is you're really not locked into anything, but you choose to be there. So if you have to go to a job you hate, you should show up at the highest frequency you can, because that will allow you to break the top off or something new. Okay. Before I, something that you just shared, because I was going through life's motions, going to a job I hated. And in order to get out of that funk, I started practicing gratitude. I am so grateful I have a job to go to that I can pay my bills. I know this is temporary. And again, I talked myself into it by focusing on gratitude. And back at my old corporate job, on my whiteboard, I had an attitude of gratitude. So that was my own. But something you brought up there, what was that polluter word you used? Oh, practicing polluter. Love that. Um, This is something I would love to hear from you maybe a tangible takeaway we could offer listeners, but something I was taught years ago for a pattern interrupt when you're cut, like if you catch yourself always complaining when you catch yourself, so you can wear a rubber band or a hair tie and snap it because that's a pattern interrupt. So you start catching yourself and slowly by catching yourself and changing it and maybe replacing it, then you're going to stop doing that. Is there anything you can offer? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I find myself, I do something similar, but I just use my toes or if I don't have a band, I snap my finger. Sometimes I pinch my inner, um, like I'll pinch my arm sometimes, Uh, but it takes to be present. And I think that's the trick is like, if you're not doing any type of mindfulness, if you've never done mindfulness, maybe just listen to a couple, you know, apps that do it. We all know the apps are out there. We've heard them a hundred times, or even just go onto YouTube and just pick a free video. Like what is mindfulness? Can you walk me through some steps? Because it isn't until you're in the present moment that you can catch yourself. Because if you're planning what is ahead or what is beat, what already happened, you're focusing on how you should have talked different, what you should have said, what you should have done. You're never going to catch that conversation in your head. And I think for me, I have to make sure I'm present. And that's where I'm like tapping my toes and pinching my fingers or snapping my fingers, anything to just make sure that I'm right here right now. Yeah. I guess for me at this point when I, but again, this has been years of practice. When yeah. I catch myself, I call it, you know, the the rabbit hole, that monkey mind, that mental chaos, whatever triggered it, like I don't resist it anymore. Like whatever you resist persists. I don't suppress it and try to push it down. What I use is, okay, An emotion, a thought, something wants to be seen, felt, and released. And this is very a mindfulness practice, right? A lot of practice. Or I take a break. I go for a walk. I go for a run. I listen to music. I dance. I get movement. And then I can come back with a clearer mind on on how to reassess the situation. But for me, I I can feel it in my body, tightness in the chest. We, we can feel it, right? There's discomfort. And that's kind of like the check engine light, like mm, something's off. That's the time. Yeah. Okay. And I think just shifting the mind, this is good because this is good yeah. because, yeah. right? Because our ego kicks in and says, I can't believe they did us wrong. Or maybe a fear-based thought comes in, or maybe you feel like you were wronged or whatever it is. That is the ego. And a lot of times what I have to do is just like tap my head, And like almost drag the thought down to my heart 
And then I sit with the thought, because if I let my mind decide how I feel about it, I'm always going to be ticked off or aggravated or fearful, or I feel silly, or I wish I would have done it differently. And honestly, that's just such a waste of time and energy. And it immediately brings my frequency down. So I really try to gather, or I do this lasso energy where I take the idea and mentally lasso it and pull it down into my heart and let it sit there. And then I say, this is good because... Because a lot of times it's the lesson, like, have you learned that lesson? Are you going to let that person aggravate you? Are you going to let that person tell you your work doesn't matter? Like, whatever it is for you, it does not matter. But it's like, how do you bring love and light to that lesson so that you can move through it? Okay, so I love your phrase. This is good because. And when I want to share when I I uh, learned from Kyle Cease. And when I first heard him say this, I was like, you're drunk. But then I I literally wrote it down. It's on my bulletin board in the corner. And he says, and I love that. So like you just got fired. And I love that. It's like acceptance. It's letting go. It's pivoting, whatever the scenario. And I'm stuck in traffic. And I love that. You know? Yeah. Very same concept. Like it's shifting the mind to appreciation and gratitude. Yeah. As you mentioned earlier. And I feel like. When you move through life with appreciation and gratitude, which takes training, you know, just training the mind, like what is good, what is good, what is good, you then look for good. And I feel like if you believe that you are here for a higher purpose or you understand that life is a journey, things are going to happen to move you along, whether you like it or not. So the quicker you can find the joy in the diversion, uh, pit stop, you know, detour, the more you're going to enjoy the life you're living. Are you familiar with Dr. Bruce Lipton? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I just got to see him live here in Denver, uh, like wow. a week and a half ago and got to hug him like that man. Talk about joy. That man is vibrant, high energy, loving life. And it was not always that way. His first, it was like, I think he was about 40, his wake up call, his, you know, going through life's motions, miserable when he, through his lens, science, experiment, whatever. And that man is so full of joy because it's like, I get to be here. I have five senses to experience life. Like this is our playground. And again, that's something I remind myself. It's like, I get to be here. What can I experience today? Where can I adventure? Where can I, like, this is supposed to be fun. It is. It is. How many people are living that way? Well, it's just hard sometimes when you're in the grind all the time, but you don't realize that you have the power to shift at any time. As we talked about earlier, you have the power to shift any time and it really comes down to your thoughts and what you focus on. It's really that simple. And if you believe you have the power to change your thoughts and change your focus, you can change your outlook. Okay. On this topic, and I know you love energy and frequency, I think something anyone can relate to as money. Mm-hmm. Most people have, you know, like white knuckle stronghold, the faucets just dripping rather than flowing with ease and abundance. Can we talk about the energy of money, how to let go, how to let flow? Yeah. And again, something I had to learn because I grew up with very little money as a child. And again, that was on purpose. Looking back, that was on purpose. I ended up working in Silicon Valley in tech. I'm a computer engineer and I came into a lot of money but I didn't know how to manage it and I didn't know how to keep it. And I didn't know what to do with it because I didn't really give it any type of abundance mindset. 
and it would come and go. And I would be like trying to catch it and then feeling good and bad about myself all in the same week. So I would tell you that money is not much different than anything else. It has a frequency and it has the frequency you give it. So if you think of money in abundance and that it is a tool to advance things that are important to you, use it as such. So if you're investing in things that maybe either clothes that maybe you don't know where they come from or food that doesn't really fuel you, or maybe you're not really investing in anything that means anything to you from a nonprofit or an experienced perspective, it's probably that your money energy is stale. So you really need to use it as a tool to not only align with what's important to you, but align what you want to see move forward. And if you start in that mindset with even $5 a week or 50 cents or 500, it doesn't matter. It's all about the mindset of using money as a tool and not the mentality of hoarding it. And one of my favorite money teachers is Lynn Twist, and she has an awesome book called The Soul of Money. Um, on that note, I want your perspective because this came through my emails in, in the last few days. I have a life assessment on my website and what somebody wrote in their short-term goals was to get out of debt. Now, when we're talking energy, thoughts, frequency, focus, what would you say to that phrase? I would definitely talk to them about what areas of their life they feel empty, because to me, debt is is just a mirror of it, emptiness within. Mm -hmm. So it's possible they had childhood situations that they haven't been able to let go of or relationships that have left them dry. So they really have to learn just kind of how do they fill their tank from within. And as they learn to do that, the abundance around them will also elevate. When I hear people talk about, okay, so even here, here are some phrases around money, budget. I don't use the word budget. I, I, it sounds very restrictive to me. And years ago, somebody on my podcast, like a financial person said a spending plan. And I was like, oh, that term is fun, right? Who doesn't want a spending plan? And these are just semantics. But for me, when somebody comes and they're talking about wanting to get out of debt, you're focused on debt. So the truth is you want abundance. You want financial freedom. Use those terms in that offering rather than, because what I understand about the subconscious mind and the RAS, the reticular activating system, focusing on debt, wanting to get in or out of, all your mind hears is debt, 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 and you're going to accumulate more, right? Yeah, that's absolutely true. The, the, the language is really important, but whether it's money or food or sex, like all of yeah. that is like, is there's something harboring inside that is coming out in those ways. So like, what is the root of the, the deficit? What is that? Where do you need to work through that? And that's where I use a lot of energy practitioners because whether you're using tapping or iridology or astrology or, you know, um, any type of energy practices that are out there tapping or um, acupuncture, even yoga, it is to dig deep into the stories that are driving your decisions. And I feel like I could not do that alone. And that's really why I've had to shift personally is to recognize that I needed help digging through my stories, which held and anchored so much energy that drove my exterior. I love that it's stories. And ultimately, I guess what I talk about is dealing with the root cause. Don't yeah. bandaid the symptom. You know, like if your relationship sucks and you want out in a new one, realize you are the common denominator. And so you, I had my own wake up call years ago. 
I went from relationship to relationship, different face, same situation. And I was like, why do I keep attracting the same guy? And it was my internal story. I didn't realize I had created the story. My dad worked. My mom stayed at home. So my dad was gone a lot. Somehow that little girl created a story that I was not worthy and deserving of dad's time and attention. So who would I attract? Emotionally unavailable workaholic men. Until I changed that story. And I literally didn't figure that out until I was like 32. Oh, you're lucky you got it at 32. That's what I'm saying. I mean, women and men are trying to figure out that at 82. So the fact that you're receptive and open and inquisitive and you do things to nurture your soul, to give you that awareness is so important. And like we, so many people, as you said, even before they spend so much time watching what other people are doing, whether it's on TV or wherever it is, doesn't matter. But like, if you just took a fraction of that time to say, Hey, what's, what's happening inside here? Like, how do I feel about myself? Am I supportive? Am I aligning to the energy I want? What kind of relationships do I pick? What energy do I give money? You know, how do my parents' relationship affect my relationships? Just a little bit of seeking you could really shift your view in just a few months. Yeah. You know what? From this conversation, something that's top of mind, and again, the condition does not matter, but what we've talked about is money, maybe it's relationships, but at any point, if there's lack, limitation, fear, not enough, right? Not enough. I have found that the root cause tends to be feelings or beliefs that you're unworthy or not enough. So isn't it about dealing with those stories, those beliefs, and then we open up the floodgates? Yeah, it very much is so. And that's kind of the basis of what I wrote about next, because you can strive for leadership. You can strive for a business. You can strive for these accolades. And even with all of these external metrics that can make you feel good for a few minutes, the real work of your life starts within. Yeah. 100%. And because like I had chased all those things and I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. I even, I saw a guy's TikTok the other day. He he was actually like, he's kind of woke now. He's, he's conscious. He's aware of what his old behaviors, but very successful multimillionaire, but empty because he had been, he was driven by the need for having money because he thought that his bank account equaled his worth. And then he found out, nah, there's more to life. Yeah. And, you know, Oprah says too, she said, you know, your, your deficits or uncertainties will be magnified with people who have money because you just put them out there and you see that on social media, right? You see people put themselves out there and do the weirdest things. You're like, why are they doing that? They have to heal their, their, their wounds. They have to heal their wounds and to heal your wounds takes time and it takes dedication. It takes prioritizing yourself And we all have them. But I will tell you, even like Bruce, right? He's so happy right now. But that's because he took the time to dig in and figure out who he was from the inside. When you do that, you create so much space for love and light. And you're able to enjoy the moment you're in, which a lot of people are drive-bys, right? They drive by the situation. They're not really with you. You know that when you're talking to them, they're thinking what they're going to say next or what they have to do next. And I feel like the really huge secret of life is being in the present moment, which takes a lot of practice, gives you the ability to enjoy the fruits of life, each other and ourselves. 
And when we're present, we don't have worries, right? We're not future tripping about like, do you have enough money today? Do you have shelter and everything you need today in this moment? Yes. And like, even that, that has been a practice of mine. Like, am I okay right now in this moment? Yes. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, I mean, you're listening for a reason, Mm -hmm. taking some inventory of where you are energetically about yourself, about what you say to other people, about the relationships you accept to live within and how you value money. I mean, those are just a few of tips of the iceberg, but it'll give you great insight of where you are in your journey. And if you feel inclined, maybe take up a mindfulness class because I feel like for me, that was the crack of the door that really opened up the oasis of the energy and just even getting us together right now happened because of that decision back in 2016, which came because I, my life was falling apart. And like yeah. the universe was like, all right, enough. We're, we're yeah. sick of you running around being a goof, like doing your work. You need to do the real work you said you would do while you're on the planet. And so I had a true tower card in my life. Everything fell to shit. And I had to pick up and say, who the heck am I? Like, I hope all of you listening don't have to go through that and just start now. <laughs> well, and Dispenza says that, that people do one of two things. They either change from a, a state of complete despair bankruptcy, divorce, a health scare, like from rock bottom, or people choose to change from a state of inspiration. And you're right. Like you have a choice every single day who you want to be. And I call it living life by design or by default. Which do you want? I would, a beautiful yeah. question. It's I a beautiful question. To, yeah. I'd love to hear from you. What are some of your daily rituals or practices to keep you on track? Because you're human. I'm human. I fall off track. But what tools do you have in your tool belt to keep you forward focused and intentional? Yeah. So it's kind of simple. I'm a simple person. Like I just try to listen to the right thing. So I do not let listen or watch anything that makes me feel afraid or gives me negative like energy. So like the TV is like a no, no. Most times I record shows I like that are uplifting or I watch stuff that is going to inspire me. So that's why I pay, really pay attention to like what I consume from an information source. I'm a huge Like, I love YouTube. I listen to so many great speakers and I'm a big audible listener on books. I'm constantly listening to things that are going to maintain or raise my frequency. But I also try to make healthy choices in what I eat. I really do try to take care of myself and nurture myself from the inside out. And then anytime I can get in nature uh, is really big, even if it's for 10 minutes, just standing outside and trying to use all my senses to see the things that I notice. So I try to pick 20 things that I'm noticing, which takes me a few minutes. Like what is 20 things I either hear, taste, smell, see, and just that again, it's a practice of just being in the experience. In the moment. Something I wrote down that I love that you said is, you know, each day, what are you doing to maintain or raise your frequency? I liked that. That was good. So question for you, what do you believe is a key takeaway you want listeners to get? Well, I just think wherever you are is where you're supposed to be right now. But if you're listening to us right now, it's not an accident. And there's probably one, three or five nuggets that we talked about that resonate with you. I would say write them down in your phone, schedule some time in the next day or two to do something slightly different than you're doing right now so that you can benefit from the energy that we're manifesting together. 
And I love that because, you know, the saying out there, knowledge is power. And it's like, no, I I was a self-help junkie. I was consuming, constantly consuming, but not applying and implementing. And so now that is what like I preach from the rooftops is apply. Like you just said, sit down, take the time, whatever resonates, those golden nuggets and actually apply and implement even one thing, one thing, because that can have a huge shift in your life. Mm, it sure can. It sure can. I'd love to wrap up the interview. So I have a few rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Sounds good. First to like one. Kundalini it here. I got to be like, okay, what's the energy? <laughs> First one. What is a quote or motto that you live by? My favorite quote is I have it on my wall. Get rich from the energy you create. Can you expand on that? Get rich from the energy you create. So like many of us are like, oh, if I get to this dollar amount or I do this, but really it's like get rich from the energy you create. And every day I start my day saying I am focused on working with integrity and raising my frequency to share it with others. And that's really how I start my day every day is making sure that I set the tone of making sure I protect my frequency and that my goal is to share it with others, however that may come podcast, phone call, email, chat, and it's everybody, like people at the grocery store, people at the gas station, people like you and I, like it's across the board. Like I want to make sure that I share the frequency with others every chance I get. Okay. For some reason, I got this visual while you shared that. And I feel the need, we need to let people know if we're big on energy and frequency, but somebody who's newer to this, when I first heard this through Abraham Hicks, Abe talks about radio stations. I also think of it as like rungs on a ladder. So can you please help people understand that like if you're tuned into 80.5, but the life, the money, the relationships, the happiness you desire on 100.1, how do you bridge the gap? Super simple, right? First, how you talk to yourself. What do you say to yourself? How do you talk to others? Who do you choose to spend time with? What do you choose to watch? What do you choose to read? How do you choose to move through life? All of those things will tell you where you are in a frequency level. Because if you're grinding at a level that you're not feeling that excited about your life, you have the opportunity to raise your frequency. And it just takes a few small steps, right? And talk talk about, like we talked about earlier, what are you watching? What are you saying? What are you reading? Who are you talking to? If that is not really filling your soul at the level you want to be filled with, you can do small steps. Maybe yeah. just change the things you watch. Just yeah. change the things you watch. Stop start, Stop watching the news. Greatest step, easiest step, stop watching the news. Yeah. Why? Because the first 20 minutes is scary as heck. I don't want to go out in that world, right? So I just don't watch it. I yeah. read the news I want to read online, but everything else that scares me, I just don't have a space for that energy. I don't want to move through life in fear. I want to move through life in love. And I choose everything I do in that realm. Now, do I still have fights with my husband? Yes. Do I still want to, you know, wring my kids' necks for not picking up their wet towels? Yes. But I would say most hours of the day, I want to be at an energy that I want to receive. That's how I want to give it out. Yeah, that's literally on my daily flip calendar today. Give what you wish to receive. Yes, lead by example. Okay, what is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Oh, okay. So one of my favorite books is Rise, Sister, Rise by Rebecca Campbell. I absolutely love that book. I love Rising Strong by Brene Brown. I love uh, The Soul of Money, as I mentioned, by Lynn Twist. 
Um, I'm reading a, um, a book right now by a pastor that's talking about, you know, not living in fear. I can't remember the name is, I'll have to send it to you, but I just feel like books are such wonderful tools and I listen to everything on Audible. So whether I'm in the grocery store or in the pickup line or I'm folding laundry, I'm generally listening to something that excites me. So even tasks I don't really always crazy about, I try to inspire them with inspiring words so that it's like joyful. You and uh, I, I love that. I do the same thing with laundry because laundry is a bit monotonous, right? But I yeah. always have, I'm tuning into something. I saw someone else do this. I was like, that is amazing. So how often are we on our phones? A lot. But you know, I have my apps sorted and organized by different categories. You can name your categories. So as an example, my social media one, the, the title of is it, um, you know, I inspire others. My travel one with the different airlines or, or um, whatever, it's the places I will go. You oh, know what I mean? Awesome. Like very- like the containers. Yes. On yes. your phone. I know exactly. That's super fun. Like it's a real visualization of opportunity. Yes. I All love right. that. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh, relax. Stop working so hard. It's all going to come together and enjoy the journey. Mm, and such a great note to end on. JJ, thank you so much for joining me. Such a pleasure. Thank you, Heather. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave me a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.